0: It is the Two Guys Ride Podcast, he is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B, and boy, we are talking something that makes me and Kevin stupid happy. When it comes to racing, man, we just love all types of racing. It really doesn't matter what we're racing as a, you know, guy who used to be a pro motocross racer out here in Colorado, you know, drag racer. Uh, road course, I love it. Autocross, love it. Time attacks, eat them up. Sand, uh, go out to Moab all the time. Glamis, been there for Thanksgiving holidays trips and uh, to no end. Y- you just gotta love it, man. And Kevin, uh, y- you're the same way. When we find somebody that's like us, man, that just adrenaline junkie, that just loves to get out and test and push the envelope, no matter what it is, this is a guy that we can hang out with, and have a beer with. This is this is
1: our boy right here, man. Yeah, no doubt. This is going to be a fun ride. Now, today, you know, Willie rattled off a lot of different racing, a lot of getting hardcore. Today, man, we're going off-roading. We're going rock crawling, right? We're going King of the Hammers. I mean, I'm just going to drop a few hints there, dude. This thing is going to be off the rails. We got Jim Horn, man. This guy has been living in Moab for years and years and years, man. He builds Jeeps. He had Jeep tours. The guy was kind of on the rock, on the dirt, almost every day of the year but this guy is laying it down savage like on the race series so we're gonna have some fun with him today for sure
0: dude extreme rock crawling have you ever seen that world extreme rock crawling dude this is dude i love it it's death at two miles an hour it's the craziest gnarliest stuff Ever, man, this is this is what we do out here in Colorado. You can just set the bar way too high, way too high. <laughs> uh, Jim, it's hey Jim, it's the truth, man. It's a uh, it's it's wild. It, it I what I love about rock crawling because you, you live in Moab, similar stuff here in the Rockies, man. There rock crawling is is so wild because the way that rig articulates and how you creep and crawl over a certain rock or obstacle or out you know uh, out rock man sometimes it's a matter of life and death it's inches away from disaster but yet we're all still full speed ahead at two miles an hour (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's wild man it's it's awesome it's
1: amazing how fast you can go at two miles an hour right yeah dude yeah. well how how fast your heart can go at two miles an hour dude, <laughs> you know yeah.
0: yeah yeah really man so you know out of all this racing that you've done you, everything from king of hammers uh, the best in the desert uh dude it's got to be an adrenaline rush on a daily for you to get out and be able to do this stuff look back and snapshot your career uh, it's got to be a blast to look back and see all the wild times you've had grabbing gears, bro. Dude, it, it, it has been. It's it, it's. I've been super lucky,
2: man. We we push super hard every day, and, and always, you know, you're trying to push the envelope to see what's coming up next and what you can do next and everything. Um, but for me, man, I've had a phenomenal, awesome career. I, I, I mean, for for me, but for what everybody else has done, or what I'm doing, I'm like right here. But some people are really up there, and you chase that dream every day. And like for racing, for me, dude, it's not something I, I want to do. It's something I have to do. It's inside me. I
0: have to, I have yeah, to yeah. do. And,
2: and, you know, it was like, well, you know, to make this next race. Can you sell a kidney? I'm like, yeah, that's it. Just a kidney? I got another one. I'm good with it. <laughs> right. I got <laughs> two, man. I got <laughs> two. dude. <laughs> and that's it. Just everything I'm talking about right now, every racer that races knows exactly what I'm talking about. And it's just. Absolutely. Yeah, because
1: they're sitting there thinking, I got 10 toes. You know, right. I got lots yeah, of it to sell, you know?
2: Yeah, you only need one big one to push that accelerator. You don't need anything on the left foot because you never hit the
0: brake, so it's all good. Yeah, right. man. Now, you've done some wild stuff, too, which I can't wait to get into, man. We're going to make you recall some of your craziest, whether it was something King of Hammers, uh, whether it was something recent, and we're going to learn some today, too, man, because as a guy who's been out there doing it for so long, you had to watch an evolution of – technology you know as it applies to off-road rigs and how they're able to tackle some of these crazy courses not just in you know uh, shocks suspension cages uh engines right drivetrains but more importantly what everybody goes with tires right tire technology has exploded so focus in on some ways that you've seen that explode over the last several years and maybe educate us on some some tires that you're thinking are the the way of the future and what we should be paying attention to next all right so get your mind right on that we got jim horn jim horn racing we got kevin bird it's willie b it's the two guys ride podcast and we're back after the break
1: this episode is brought to you by paramount plus
0: It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have a boy, Jim Horn. On I'm telling you, what is in between the breaks is the funniest stuff right now. Uh, if <laughs> we would add so much money to the square jar, and uh, I caught the biggest fish jar, it would be uh, impossible to catch up. But I tell you, man, this guy is some of our people. When it comes to racing, uh, he's done it all, man. From King of Hammers, which I imagine, you know, out of all the thrill rides you've had, uh, what tops the list? If, you know, King of Hammers, I feel like has got to be up there. What well, For you, that extreme rock crawling, people don't realize how nutty that is, too. What, what as an experienced guy with so much seat time, you know, who was crawling and racing, you know, 350 days out of the year, wh- what do you think is the best, the top-notch, top-tier?
2: That's a bunch of different categories you hit on right there, brother.
0: So you got, you
2: know, We Rock. We Rock is such a good show. And um, those guys, they come out and they build the biggest courses. And I don't care how long you've been wheeling, you get to shake leg on some stuff. If you don't, I'm like, oh, you're full of crap. You've got to shake a shaky leg on that because that's the big stuff to fall off of. So when you fall off, you know, different when you, when, you know, slow and fast. It's, it's all the same thing. Um, wrecking fast is worse than wrecking slow, I can tell you that right now. I'd rather fall off of a 25-foot ledge than wreck doing 80 or 100 miles an hour through the desert. Because wrecking through the desert that fast is sky dirt, sky deep, sky dirt. And if you don't believe in whatever, you're praying to whatever for the, for it to just to stop and let the dust settle out. So this, this one time um, we were racing the Fallon 250. Uh, we oh, had not yeah. qualified for the Hammers yet. And um, we're trucking through the desert. And I'm not a co-driver. The right seat's the wrong seat for me because I hate it over there. You've got to have... Huge cojones to sit over, sit over in that seat. So I'm racing with this older guy, bunch of money, one of my best friends, and his wife's like, damn, if you don't co-drive for John, then you can't race. Dude, 72 years old, has an awesome car. We're flying through the desert, and I'm on the I'm sitting on the right seat, and I'm like, dude, slow down. Whoa, 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 whoa. And then up and over, <laughs> wreck and roll. We're laying on our top. He's like, ah, I wrecked this again. Damn it, Jim. And I'm like Shut the car off. Shut the car off. So we're laying on our lid like this, and then so we're in silt, two foot of silt. So you can't see anything. That's the scariest part when you're upside down in the silt is you can get hit really easy. So we're laying upside down, and I'm just like, shut the car off and listen. I'm like, okay, nothing's coming. So I get out. When you're upside down, it's always completely different getting out of the car. He's older. He's trying to get out. His foot's hung in the steering wheel. Anyway, long story longer. Dude, we I get out. These Canadians whip in and i'm holding there with the strap i hook their the strap to their car he rolls us back over we're racing another 200 miles and he just he put the race together and we qualified for the hammers and his whole dream of his entire life was qualifying for the hammers and we did it wow it was, when, you, when you get to the finish line and dave cole's like you guys just qualified for the hammers and we qualified before but i've never co-driven and it's a co-driving story but That dude is probably one of the most special people I've ever met in my entire life. And to be able to share that with him. And we're upside down in the middle of the race, and he thinks it's over. I'm like, dude, it's not even close to being over. It's a a Jimmy's car. We're fine. We just need to roll it back over and go. And then, like I said, to have a dude, the 72, put a race back together, it was awesome. At at 72?
1: 72, brother. 72. Wow, dude. That's an old grip. getting it,
0: man. That is... That's crazy.
1: Well, that's that's like double cojones for you, Jim, because you know, co-driving or sitting in the navigator seat is one set of balls. Horrible. And then, dude, you know, nothing Uh with old people, but man, you know, they're not quite as on top of the game. I mean, I know driving around with my old man at 72 just going to the grocery store Uh was freaking me out. You know, so dude, I can understand how sitting on that side we have no control going how fast. Right, going over what kind of whoops, bumps, jumps, you name it, and then flipping over a couple of times and getting back in the seat again.
0: Damn, son, you got You got to hand it to him, man. He he may be thinking the opposite of what you're thinking, Kev. He may be thinking, you know what? I'm gonna hang it all out because I ain't got too long to live anyway. Like I'm, I'm gonna go ten around everything, man. You know, break. Who needs a break? I never even touched it. <laughs> I'm thinking he's kind of like, this is my death march. I don't care who I'm taking with me, and I'm like. Exactly right, right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's like, I'm going Jim's
1: out. Jim's the one with the big cojones, I'm, right? Who yeah. knows what's going on in the other guy's head?
0: Uh, he's like, I'm going out like I came into this world screaming, <laughs> and you know, turned upside down. <laughs> <laughs> and then we
2: ended up racing the hammers, and I co drove. We're on the qualifier on the lap, and then um, we're going hard in the corner. And I'm going hammer, hammer. Start low. We started high. Rolled up over the berm. Put the car back together and then race the hammers. We didn't finish that year with him, but man, he had the he had the time of his life, and that dude means a lot to me.
1: Not every I mean. race series can you be upside down, flip a few times even, and somehow keep going. Like normally that's when you call it a day, right? Yeah.
0: Hey, I've been wheeling, <laughs> put a put a forerunner. Me and my buddy put his forerunner end over in like seven, eight times, rode it back over with my rig and some toe straps. All the eight pillars are crushed. He's got about four inches you know that he could see how the dash like this like it, it, it we drove all the way out and he got a flatbed wrecker at the end of the trail but for literally for like 2.6 miles he he's driving under the like under the the cr- crust roof of the of the forerunner because the eight pillars lay back and it just I mean it was a brutal crash I ended up in a, I I not seatbelt in I just I just marked him Got back in and he took a, a different turn and backed up. And the front driver's side fell into a washout and then boom, we just went end over end. And I ended up in the back with a toolbox marker right on my, my forehead. Uh, Oh, it was ugly, man. But yeah, it's, wait it's, you said you weren't buckled in. No, I just climbed back in and he's like, I'm going to hit this way. And he backed up, but his front driver's side tire had fell right into the big washout from the range a couple weeks before. Yeah. And it just goes, boom, boom and just like seven, eight times, Oh man, I ended up in the back, and in his toolbox, tagged me right in the forehead. I had one of the big old cartoon cherries on my head. <laughs> I didn't even have time to buckle in. I was like, "Wow, next time warn me." Uh, but yeah, man. Hey, look, you know, you experience all of it out there wheeling. It's and you know, you talk about evolution of wheeling, but cages, you know, and and things like that mm-hmm. nowadays man, it's a lot safer. It's a lot, you know, it's just a lot more fun to be out there, especially in groups, parties, always wheel with somebody else in case something like that happens. You know, there's, there's rules you got to follow. And when you do, you have a great time.
2: Yeah. There's nothing like it,
0: especially with King of Hammers or something like that. All right. So a little bit about your racing and, and that now, you know, kind of talk to us a little bit about what you've seen as some of the wild changes in this crazy sport and what you've seen as some of the cool things that you've been able to get behind the wheel of, like, you know, I'm sure you've been sponsored by different companies throughout the time and tenure. What are some of the wild things that you've watched witness and some of the big evolutionary leaps that you've seen this, this type racing endure?
2: Yeah. You know, um, nowadays, um, just like you talk about evolution, but it it is so fast. Um, even you know, you can have your finger on the pulse of the industry, but man, it changes so quick. With everybody just, I mean, you know, you think you know you're right here, and this it's like bang, bang, and it just continues to go. Um, one thing I like to see now uh, the tire market, you know, evolution wise, you know, you, you had your you know your top two or three brands right here, and they've never rested there. They they continue to push push the envelope of better and better and better. On um, tire wise, you can you can get so far, but then. I see some of these other companies that are just chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. And it's, it's really nice to see a few companies are really starting to figure it out. It might not be a tier one company or two or three, but right in there, you know, you, you see them chipping away and it's like, I see you, I'm watching what you're doing. And then all of a sudden, boom, they come out of the scene with some new technology where you're like, Whoa, that's more lateral traction than I've ever seen before. That's that's pretty
1: cool. They've been doing their homework, yeah, man. It and it adds to the competition, right? It gives you know us users, it gives us more options, right? More choices, uh, and it makes everybody's game, the A game, just get higher and higher. So, uh, who who are you running right now, and, and what do you what are you doing? In tire? because it seems to me in that space, really, the shock technology and tire technology has taken all these vehicles. Uh, you know, to another level. Like it's almost just like hard to wrap your brain around what they can do. And it's it's grip, you know, and it's you know yeah. being able to do the right shocks and tuning and stuff. So, what kind of grip you running?
2: Sure. So right now, um, we we just find with Hercules. My wife and I, and actually, uh, my wife and I or my wife co drives for me. And there's I got a whole oh, bunch wow. of stories about her.
0: Oh we, my god!
2: She's wow! A total mm. badass. Two time breast cancer survivor. Changed her life and my life. Um, so, one thing, to win a race, you have to finish a race. Um, changing tires, you aren't going to win a race. So, like I said, we signed this year with Hercules, and with their TT1 that they just came out with, it's probably, not probably, but one of the best tires we've ever ran. We've got 5,000 test and tune and race miles on that. Um, wow. and we're talking one set of tires. 5,000? 5,000. 5,000? And, we, and wow. we test hard, too. We've been doing this long enough. I don't know, like, oh, this is fun. No, we we actually really test
1: because those are yeah, brutal yeah, miles, that's, that's, guys. This isn't you know, right street driving to grandma's house cross country. This is ripping. No, no
2: um, not anywhere close to that. You know, a lot of people think desert racing. Oh, you're just driving through the sand. I'm like, no, we raced the hammer. So um, we race a Jeep Mojave Gladiator, 4 Jeep. Uh, we on this one set of TT ones. We on a 35, 12, 50, 17. Uh, lateral traction has been insane stock
0: class stock class yes sir we're stock production. yeah, yeah. stock class yeah and it's actually okay.
2: one thing for us we love the stock production when when i first started driving stock production i was driving terrible because i came from the unlimited side and barb's like i'll go for you and i told barb uh, yeah. i said hey this is like the mafia you're either in or you're out you don't race one race and then you're out because you're gonna have to get beat out or killed before you before you're out of this truck. <laughs> so anyway, we started racing this and that girl has more right seat time than, than anybody in my whole entire life. We're just on the bottom end of the shocks the whole time, just beating the crap out of the truck. And she's like, what's wrong with this truck? And I'm like, it's a stock truck. And she's like, this is terrible. So even though you can shoot two of your shocks the best you can, you're running a stock shock. So you really rely on your tires to make up for the suspension because they have to soak up a lot, a lot of bumps and a lot of bang. Yeah. So when you can drop pressure down and then not crush the edge of that tire or pinch that tire flat and then cut the sidewall, like I said, you know you, you can't win a race if you can't finish a race. If you're changing tires, you're never going to finish it. Uh, anyway, five thousand testing and tunes, uh, zero failures on those tires right now.
0: Hey Jim, before you before you leave this, people yeah. may not quite understand what. So you're talking thirty five inch tire using mm-hmm. that sidewall and that that portion of the tire right as of as a shock absorber so it's it's deflated it's down to probably you know i don't know what you run 12 pounds somewhere in that ballpark what do you, how, how low do you take them so right now it depends on the
2: course we run so like vegas torino is a brutal course uh probably the, the probably the one of the hard i mean hammers obviously definitely hard but we're running the desert section of the hammers now not the unlimited side there's still some big rock out there uh but probably is the mint 400 um you're talking one foot rocks that are half buried, and you're hitting those as hard as you can and as fast as you can. So it depends on on the course, probably speed yeah.
1: too, right? If you're crawling, you can do a. If you're crawling, can you do a lot less air? Lot and then lower, if you're going yeah. hauling, but yeah, you're impacting.
0: Yeah, but th- think about think of the impact of that tire and that sidewall. The rims coming at it, the rock, the deflection, what that tire is going through right there on that cusp of that sidewall. As the sidewall comes in, like it is getting hummeled and wrinkled and shredded and just mutilated under every angle and pressure and just an immense amount of just just the heat going into it and that steel in there moving and twisting and cycling like that's that's abuse central and it put 5,000 miles in there without it leaving you stranded that's yeah. a good that's that's saying something it, that's
2: saying a mouthful dude you have no idea what that tire goes through we've hit Rocks at eighty-five miles an hour. Literally, thought we ripped the front end out from front right of the truck. And Bart's like, "Can we drive?" And you just, you know, you get a little dazed in the truck. You're like, "Oh man, that was a big hit." And you just take off and you keep going again. And then, you know, you can't look out the window because you're, but you just keep driving and zero, zero tire failures. Man, it's it is insane with those tires.
0: Do you verbally apologize to your rig when you hit a tire like that? Just, <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, sorry, baby. Yeah. Sorry, baby. And keep driving. <laughs> <Just> like- <laughs> no, we, actually have our,
2: we have our truck named. Um, we named it Juan Pablo, man. He, he just keeps hauling what he's hauling across the desert. We've raced it for four seasons. And in Hercules, attest to the truck in his name, just take the abuse and just keep rocking. But we've ran one set of tires, um, King of the Hammers, Mid 400, and Vegas Torino. Those are three pretty marquee races. And we're, we'll still we'll start the, the next season on the same set of tires. So that's wow. a pretty good tire. And we haven't had that with any other tire. And I can honestly say that. We can't say that with any other tire we've raced on this
1: truck. What what Hercules tire are you running? What, uh, what We're running the safe? new TT1. The TT1. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that's, the, the, the the TIS, that's the Terra track? T-I-S-T-T-1.
2: T-I-S-T-T-1. Gotcha. Um, yeah. The tread pattern—it's a big open lug. It, it on the durometer, it's on the softer side, which we do enjoy and we like because when you're in the rock, and then um, it'll it'll you know it, it grips really really
1: well. Uh, and then, yeah, that's a that's a popular <laughs> tire, man. I'm seeing those things everywhere,
2: and you're gonna see a lot more. Um, I was just hanging out with uh, with Stephen Lou and some of the tire engineers from Hercules, and they're getting ready to drop a lot more sizes from October uh, till March of next year. So we're really excited about wow. the new sizes that are coming out, uh, and it's been rocking. Like on our personal Jeep right now, we run the um, the the, to- or, uh, the Hercules MT, and it has been great. We've rolled the Jeep. We've wrecked the Jeep, and it just keeps taking the abuse. Uh, it's a Jeep
0: thing. Yay. People understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Look, a uh, quick break. More Jim in just a second. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He's Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. We're back after the break. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation, the ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never-done-that-can't-wait-to-do-it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by
1: Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in zero sugar, so grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild!
0: It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. Here is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B, and I got to tell you, man. So you guys remember? Go way, 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 way back. Like your senior year in high school. Remember when you passed around your yearbook and there were a few people that wrote, wrote Stay Cool? Let me tell you, Jim Horn stayed cool. Jim we Horn Found the guy that actually came through. Yeah, man. He lived up to the <laughs> stay cool messages in his yearbook beyond a shadow of a doubt uh jim man uh glad to have you on the podcast bro uh i gotta tell you man just going over some of the cool racing you know the fact that you live in moab for so many people man that's their big trip that's their, you know i live in colorado and i know people that plan their big trip you know i know people that go over there every other weekend but i know people that plan their one trip out there a year because it's such a hotbed for all things off-roading y- you gotta love it out there bro dude 100
2: percent. i mean I think the sun shines here over 300 and some odd days a year. You know, I mean, we have the best trails. Uh, you know, we fight every day to keep them open. But like you said, amen. People, yeah, dude, yeah, we're, we we fight hard. We just lost not not to take away from what you were talking about, real quick. But we just lost 317 miles of trails.
0: That's unbelievable.
2: So, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's important, man. When you when you're when you're out here wheeling, stay on the trail. And help anybody out. you can, if you if you pack it in, pack it out. Don't leave
0: it on the trail. Yeah, absolutely. There's rules and guidelines, man. Please follow them. And, and look, stay passionate because so many people, once they do this once or twice, they get addicted to it. Yeah. You, you got to become active to keep it open. You got to become not just, you know, go there on weekends, but you got to be active about supporting it uh voting for people that support it uh going to those meetings and making sure that you know people know to clean up after the messes and make sure that they pack it in to pack it out and keep the trails clean and stay on the trails it's a great time to be had and had by all for hopefully future generations uh you just got to play by the rules and make sure that we do our part uh in that in that effort as well yeah
2: yeah, sorry, I wasn't trying to take
1: away from, from what you were
2: talking about. I'm with about. you there, bro. I'm with you. Yeah, it, it, it's really important out here. Good
0: PSA
1: right there, man. Be yeah. responsible and have fun.
2: That's it, man. That's it, because that's what all this is about, is having fun. I mean, like you said, man, people save up all year. Jam all that money in that savings account. You know, there's a squirrel just packing those nuts away. Like, we're going tomorrow, yeah. and it's a countdown of just like, man, we're going, we're going, we're going. And then just to see the families come out, and it's, it's really cool because we were super lucky. Our kids grew up in this industry. And they, they love the industry and, and that's what they do And but to keep Moab open for the future generations of, you know, I see kids every day, including our grandkids. And I'm like, I want you to have the same opportunity because Moab is literally, I, I've been lucky enough to wheel a lot of places in the world and, and, and travel and do a lot of stuff, but there's literally
1: no place like Moab. No. Between just the, like you said, just the nature itself and then yeah. all the fun factor. So I haven't been wheeling out there, but I've been mountain biking. We talked about before. And uh, the Dude, trails, crazy. The trails out there are unbelievable. Porcupine Rim, yeah. Poison Spider Mesa, some of my favorite trails on earth. You know, that place just rocks. Whew. So, Jim, yeah. we were yeah. talking a little bit before, man, and, and you were talking about your, your one story kind of co-driving. You know, so if, if I was to throw out Score Baja, you know, doing an ultra four or doing extreme rock crawling of those and and you could throw out something different because willie had asked you you know what's the most craziest or extreme or maybe you can tell us like what's so different about the extreme rock crawling versus doing something with you know baja ripping across the desert for a thousand miles
0: or or geographically bro because geographically it'd change your world it'd mess your world i went i went from rock crawling out here in colorado back to <laughs> yeah. wheeling in kentucky with some buddies i went to high school with and they chewed me up i i brought my jeep out there with you know with rock crawling oh. tires and rims on it and i got chewed up in the mud man i was like wait a minute this is i'm stuck they kept pulling me out i'm like it's it's, it's ge- geography has a lot to do with it man. yeah
1: so it's your style and it goes back to that whole
0: grip Whoa. and tire thing you know, you got to have the right
1: shoes. You yeah, do. you definitely do. So um, that was a lot of questions wrapped up in one, man, but
2: I can answer all of them, I think. Oh, like I said, you boys set the bar high. Dang. So anyway, um, <laughs> so, it, it, Rock crawling was awesome. I, when I was younger, it was cool to go slow, and I got to progress through that. And then you get into Ultra four, and then you're like, oh, man, Hammers was awesome. Uh, okay, and then we'll get. So Baja, hardest race I've ever raced in my entire life. Uh, Barb got beat in the truck, just grueling, grueling, terrible race. But we knew what we were in for. We're going back next year to race it again. We didn't finish. We got 264 miles in, broke the truck in half. That's a testament to dude. I, I never thought the frame would last as long as it did. And that was our third year racing it. Crushed it. Anyway, uh, progressing through all that, the worst time I've ever had in my entire life. I was born and raised in the West and the best time I've ever had in my life. Uh, we started doing some stuff with Jeep Jamber USA and Jeep, and I started wheeling the Midwest to the East Coast. I got my butt handed to me out there because you know, when you're in the West, it's not funny, dude. Stop laughing. But are in the West. <laughs> I know how you feel, bro. Yeah. I know how you feel. It's like Actually, yeah. everything out here in the West. So, man, you you do a yeah. you bump up an obstacle, get out of the throttle before you slam it into the next ledge, so you don't break anything. So that yeah, was my yeah. whole childhood, my upbringing as a kid, my dad, you know, doing this, doing that. And then I get to the to the Midwest of the East Coast. Anyway, <laughs> and we were out there, we, we were launching the jail with Jeep Denver, USA and Jeep. So they gave me this Jeep to travel across the East Coast and just wheel it and show it off and this and that. So last thing I wanted to do was ram it into a tree or roll it over or anything. So anyway, I fell in with a bunch of older dudes because I was flailing and falling around. Anyway, you know, you're heading right towards this tree, you're in a two-foot rut. And you've got to stay in the gas. Here, that's the last thing you want to do. And the, the the best thing I can tell you, two dudes in overalls were like, hey, you need to trust the rut, man. Just trust that rut. And I'm just like, "Holy! God, I'm going right to that tree. And they're just like, trust the rut. Don't get out of it. What are you? Come on. You can't do that. So anyway, I, I, I learned how to, to trust the rut. Throttle out, you baby. Throttle oh, out. That. That's it. So, yeah, after about two weeks. When in doubt. Just getting crushed, Um, I actually – started to learn how to, to drive in the Midwest and the East Coast. And trees. I can't believe you can fit a Jeep, especially a Ford door, through the trees, you can out there. You you may or may not rip a fender flare or a bumper or taillights off of a new JL when you're doing it, or you could. But I learned how to trust the run. And after a while, you know, hanging out with these guys. And, it, man, what a what a cool experience. I got to do it for three years, uh, a, couple hundred, yeah, a couple hundred days <laughs> at a time, man. But yeah. it was really cool for me to have the experience of, you know, just getting, just getting my butt kicked and really learning how to drive and then coming back to the West and like, man, okay, I've got kind of both experiences down, but i never been, I've never been made more fun of, not even in kindergarten or junior high or high school than I did out in the Midwest and the East. But
1: so, but it was, yeah, it, was, man. it
0: was a great time, man. Was- I feel your pain, man. I feel your pain. <laughs> Uh yeah no doubt man it's it, it is wild where wherever you go different styles different different applications uh, obviously man y- you know over the years you've seen uh, uh, tires be a big sort of evolutionary leap and things to pay attention to second uh what what would be a- another thing if somebody's out there looking at rigs be it old rigs new rigs uh what else is important critical uh in the day's world and environment for y- for you and in your team what would you say is a must have for people out there building or, or shopping for a rig?
2: You know, um, we, we, we do a lot of builds every year. Um, people are rolling Jeeps through and, and things like that. The most important thing is, what are you building your Jeep for? Um, do you wheel it two days a month? Do you wheel it 30 days a month? Um, because everybody has a dream, and, and I've always, I've said this, I say this to a lot of people. As soon as you get behind a Jeep, and if you're a guy or a girl, you see yourself as this race car, rock crawler. You want to do it, but you're like, I'm only going to do it two days a year, but I want the best of the best. So so build your rig, and it doesn't matter if you're in a Jeep, whatever you're in, build your rig for what you're going to use it
1: for, uh, and go from there. Same thing applies to streetcars, man. It. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're all racing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well,
2: I don't know what it is when you get behind that the, the steering wheel. You
1: know That's the way you feel. And you can- it's so hard, man. It's hard, yeah. We all dream
0: big. But we all have day jobs. That's it. Kevin and I go back and forth all the time as an off-roader, yeah. as a guy who's done all these races, which would you, as a dude just add, you know, shopping out there, the new Bronco or the Jeep? <laughs> oh, man, on the spot. Oh, yeah. Jeep all the way,
1: dude. Been there for years.
2: I'm a, it, w- one thing about me is I'm a loyal, honest dude, and I'll always be loyalty. I will die with loyalty up to a fault, and I'll take that fault.
1: All right. So we should take that
2: with.
0: Right, right, right. So, so much for the honest answer.
1: (laughs) Honestly, I'm loyal. (laughs) You're right, right. And I love that. I love that. Don't be
0: spinning this in a bad direction. No, no, no. It's great. I just just want to see if you you had a chance to take that out. Because me and him are, I'm a Jeep guy. I have a Jeep. Right, he's a Ford guy. He's yeah. he's thinking Ford. So I always tell him all the time, man. I don't know. You got to look at this Jeep thing, bro. You got to check it out. You know, blah blah blah. So uh, I was like, maybe maybe get us uh, in the middle there and, and help help me skew him.
2: Bronco did their homework,
0: so um, yeah,
2: we've we've raced some Broncos. Uh, obviously, we raced a solid axle Jeep, man. In the whoops, we can't stay up with them. They just but in the rock, we can catch them. But it's just so you yeah. know, it, it's that 50-50. You know, um, okay. Bronco. It's 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 a nice-looking machine. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's really good-looking.
1: Um, but I I have to say, you gotta be a little jealous.
2: You gotta be a little jealous. He said it looked good. You
1: might like it, but you might be a little
0: jealous. What he didn't add or tell you is it looked good when he was going around. It. No, no. So, so yeah,
2: we're working towards that. Uh, but one thing I can say. Yeah, it's it's a good looking rig, but it's like being up. So you're going to the nationals and we rock. This is my analogy. Um, you're going to the nationals and we rock. You draw. You're the second or third up on the course. You're not the first up on the course. You're first up on the course. Jeep's always been first up on the course. They're building for what they think is going to work. Bronco, second guy on the course. Well, this is what they did wrong. Can't compare apples to oranges. It was pretty easy. So, but it, they came out with a good machine. But they were second up on the course. So we just did the relaunch for the Jeep, uh, uh, the 2024 that's, come, this, that's out now. I was in Sand Hollow with, with, with Jim and, and everybody. Oh, the 392 Jeep? Uh, 392, but everything. The 4xe, uh, every platform that. you Yeah. So the new Rubicon with the Dana 44, it comes, it, it comes full float now. Not semi-float anymore. No so way. the axles aren't taking the brunt of the of the weight anymore. It's full float. Bronco doesn't have that, then. so yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it, it's not apples to oranges; it's, it's apples to apples. But Bronco was second on the course, so
1: and I'm a Jeep guy, so I'm a
2: loyal, I'm a loyal dude, man. Really, <laughs> you know
1: what, man? Yeah, uh, I'm a I'm a performance enthusiast. Yeah, they both rock.
2: Yeah. they're both awesome, man. You can't go wrong.
1: Pick your flavor, you know. Yeah, yeah. are you a Coca Cola guy? Or are you a Pepsi guy? You know, maybe you're one of them weird Dr Pepper guys. Dude, you know? That's <laughs> me.
2: I'm a weird Dr Pepper guy.
0: Uh, well look man how do people how do people follow what you're doing and how do people follow your racing keep up with you and obviously support your sponsors Uh, how do people kind of plug into all things Jim Horn
2: yeah you know all things Jim Horn um, you know um, like Hercules for us uh, we signed with him last year and they have been just nothing but the most awesome sponsor we've ever had in our entire lives um, they, they, they're they constantly up you know, our name, you know, Jim and Barb Horn, Jim and Barb Horn. Their videos have been phenomenal. Everybody over there from Josh to Nakia to Jennifer have just been the best of the best for us. So you can definitely check out uh, Hercules Tires, Team Hercules. And then, you know, we just do Jim and Barb Horn. We don't do a lot of, you know, just I, I, I honestly can't imagine how many hours you guys work a day, especially with what you do you know, I follow you guys and I'm like, man, there's not this many hours in the day because I know what we do and I can't keep up with social media. And that's one thing too. that It's harder when, when you do it every day and then, you know, you have like social media people out there that that's all they do. But I'm like, well, I mean, so for Barbara and I, when we're shopping sponsors or we're trying to get picked up or this and that, they're like, what's your social media for? I'm like, well, it's not super awesome, but we do this every day for a living. We live in Moab and we do all this stuff, but, (laughs) (laughs) like the, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> it, 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 it is, it is work 27 out of 24 hours a day i guarantee it so yeah um but yeah uh you can find this
1: well you're living it real man you're not just posting up stuff yeah. so that's cool we we love it man we could tell no doubt. talking to you, you got all the right stories man <laughs> you got the right groove uh so yeah we're excited for you for sure and we'll be following whatever you're doing and staying in touch yeah, for I sure. Really
0: appreciate sure no doubt Hey, and don't forget about our show every weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Also available on Motor Trend Plus, which is our streaming format. Check that out. Easy way to find us. Thanks to our guest, Jim Horn. You got to love that, man. Straight throttle jockey. He's cut out of the same stone and fabric we are. Uh, our producer scoop Executive producer, Bob Ecker. He is Kevin Burton. I'm Willie B for the Two Guys Garage podcast.
1: Yeah, check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. And all kinds of great stuff on there from the show. Share your thoughts with us. We're on social everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage on the Two Guys Garage podcast. It's copyrighted, 2023, Britain Productions, Incorporated, all rights reserved. My man. Oh, giddy up, man. Dude, so
0: I got to yell at you, you know, going out to Moab. is many times have been out there with uh, with Ode Clifton and and the gang, man? Uh, Next time I come out there, which is normally spring or summer, uh, I'll definitely look you up and hit you up, man.
2: Okay, man, dude. We'd love it. Uh, anytime you guys are out here, we got an extra room, more than welcome to it.
0: Yeah, man. That'd be rad. How, Heck yeah. Hey, did you have any horror stories leading the Jeep uh, Jeep tours for so long? Oh, dude, every day. Every day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the, like, <laughs> when you go out, when you take a group
2: of dudes, I would rather wheel with 10, 10 women every day and go out and have a great time.
0: Because they're not trying to one-up the the other one. No, they never try
2: to one-up. And they just they listen to their awesome drivers. You know, they're they're methodical. They crawl better. Because they're scared.
1: (laughs) They eat, man. I don't know what it is. but They know they can die, and they don't want to. We think we can't die. Uh, The worst worst individuals we take out,
2: probably, you know, four or five dudes that have wheeled for three years together and, you know, think they can really drive and they really can't drive. And they're just like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, we got some good <laughs> horses, especially at Bridget with some orthodontists and some things like that. And big stickers on their windshields that says "Got Balls," and they can't thirty thousand dollar paid jobs, you know, eighty thousand dollar jeep, but two dollar driving experience, you know. And yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a
1: cool <laughs> two dollar driving experience. Dude, oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And so we
2: finished that trip. There's a lot of stories, but that we finished that trip, and I said, "Hey, brother." It was a great trip. You guys made it. But that stick with the Cisco balls, pull it off and put it in your wife's purse. That's where it belongs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the worst trip I've ever had. There's a, yeah, there's a, there's a
1: lot awesome. of them. I love it, man. We're going to have to have you back on, guys. I hope you enjoyed it, man. We're going to have some more fun with this dude. So uh, we'll have to catch you on the next Two Guys Garage for more of the fun stuff. Take care, fellas.
0: Two Guys Ride Podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.